Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you and on with the show. When your child receives an autism diagnosis, the first few months can be overwhelming. I haven't been through it, but I've certainly seen friends and families go through it. And I've watched them try to navigate who to go and see to get help. And now, of course, there's the NDIS system and how you navigate that. Susan Marden is a senior speech pathologist from one-on-one children's therapy with 30 years experience in autism intervention and helping parents and carers with what to do next after their child is diagnosed. She joins us now in the studio. Hi, Susan. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. Thank you very much for having me. So what's the first thing parents should do after they receive a diagnosis? After you've received a diagnosis, the first thing to do is to understand the difference that is your child. Autism comes in many shapes and sizes. We all have similarities. We all have differences. And that diversity is a very, very good thing. But we want parents to understand what their difference is. Once they understand what their difference is, then they can start that whole process of selecting people for intervention and working through their NDIS funding. Not every child with autism is the same. Okay, so um, when you say you want them to understand the difference in their child, is that just by talking to whoever gave you the diagnosis? Like how do you get a handle on that difference? Because the spectrum is so varied. You need to talk to people and go to people that you trust and you need to find people who are specialists with young children with autism, people who work with young children with autism on an everyday basis. Speak to people, meet people, ring up people and find that care team around your child that will help you work out what that difference is or what those differences are for your child. What is an intervention? Because that sounds, <laughs> sounds pretty intense. You know, we talk about interventions when someone's going off the rails. We all come in, we intervene. <laughs> intervention simply means treatment. It means therapy. Okay. And it can mean a different, no, many different things. It can be speech pathology. It can be occupational therapy. It can be ABA. There are quite a number of different intervention treatments that are available. It's basically the therapy process. Okay, so if I put myself in the position of a mm-hmm. parent looking at all those different interventions, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, where do, do I, I start? Yeah. <laughs> and yes. you would be like every other parent, where do I start? What we say to parents, first of all, is don't hurry. Do your homework. You do not have to rush out and start a treatment event initially straight away. If it takes you a month or two before you actually start intervention, treatment, then that's fine. So listen to the person who has diagnosed, ask what their recommendations are. They'll give you recommendations anyhow. Start ringing those people. If you know somebody who's been through the process before, go and speak to that person. Ring them up, have a chat. You may find that your GP has some good recommendations. Collect your information. Do your homework and collect your information and take time to do it. Is that something that parents really need to get their heads around? Because the people I have seen when a child is diagnosed, I feel like they've almost done a university degree. In, <laughs> you in do end that. up doing a university degree. And I think this is only the very initial collection of information. As you proceed through that journey with your child, there are many people that have piloted that journey before you. You can learn 
and you do have to collect the information and you have to put it together and each step along with your child. Diagnosis is one thing. You choose intervention. Then you've got to become an expert in NDIS funding. Then an expert when they go to daycare. Then an expert when they go to school and then they become teenagers. So every step along the way is a new part of the journey, a new part of collecting the information. Would you say that parents are their child's best advocate? Absolutely, without a doubt. Now, that doesn't mean as parents you know the answer to everything, but yes, they are. They know their child better and they do have an internal sense. Most parents have an internal sense of something that is good for their child, it's working well, or where they want their child's intervention to go. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Susan Marden, who's a senior speech pathologist from One on One Children's Therapy. And we're talking about what parents can do once they receive a diagnosis of autism, how you work out the right strategy to help your child. What do parents do if the intervention or the therapist doesn't feel right? Because when you were just saying there that parents are their child's Mm. best advocate, Mm -hmm. And when you're looking for answers and going to professionals to get the answers, but you feel that there's something not quite right or your kids What do not, you do? Yeah. The bottom line is if something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't right. Um, many of us have been doing this for a very long time. There are a lot of people out there who are very well-intentioned, but not necessarily well-informed. Some intervention approaches just won't resonate with you. What one parent does may sound great to you or it may not sound good to you and it's okay to change if you're not if you don't think something is taking your child where you need them to go change and I think not everybody is meant to be a part of your autism journey so change and if it's not right it probably isn't yeah it's so interesting you hear to hear you say that because I witnessing my best friend go through this and it's a very emotional journey for a parent. It is, it is, it is. It's difficult and it's challenging all the way through. Mm, and, and she really puts in those hard yards to help her son. Mm. And then she doesn't necessarily want to question professionals, but at sometimes it's it might not be right. Question professionals would be my advice. Ask the questions. Who are you? What are you doing? What's your plan for my child? For my child? We're part of the way the journey through the journey now. What are the goals? What are the objectives? How far are we? What do you see for the future? What's going to happen next year? Ask all those questions. I don't care how experienced they are or how knowledgeable they are. You're the parent. Ask as many questions as you want to. Mm, exactly. What are some of the common problems you see parents and carers come up against in that first little bit after receiving a diagnosis? And how do you help them through those problems? Um, The sorts of things that happen, the problems that happen in the beginning are accessing funding. The accessing funding, it can be a very lengthy process. It can take well over six months of time to get funding. So working out if they're going to have speech pathology, who are they going to see, which speech pathologist are they going to work with, which approach are they going to use? Do they need speech pathology and do they need occupational therapy? Do they need social skills development? And where's the money going to come from? It's that planning and that time to understand what you want to do and what you want to start with first. It's also telling friends. That's a big thing. What do we say to people? Do we tell them? Do I tell my family? Do I tell the playgroup people? That's a big, big concern for parents in the beginning. And isn't that interesting? Because I would think people were more understanding and accepting of the diagnosis of autism. But is there still stigma for families? 
I think I can see and I think that there is a lot more acceptance. Autism is a part of life. It's part of our world today. And I think there is a lot of acceptance. There, Some parents are concerned that their, a stigma will be put on their child and they want to wait and see if everything is going to be okay and they would rather not reveal the diagnosis. Most of the time they end up revealing the diagnosis. Mm, and there's a lot of sense. acceptance. Mm. You know, we have children who don't get invited to birthday parties. Then when the parents reveal the diagnosis, they're invited to birthday parties. And that's magnificent. That's right. Because then you know what you're dealing with. You Absolutely. You yeah. why a child's behaving a certain way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you just mentioned about funding and that can be the longest process. Even before the NDIS came into being, there were ways of getting funding. There was funding. And there's still other funding options available, but it's changed. The NDIS is the biggest pocket of funding that is available certainly for our parents with children with a recent diagnosis of autism. It's a groundbreaking funding scheme, but it's new, it's developing, and it's complicated. (laughs) It really sounded like that. I remember speaking to someone who said that she was very good at filling in forms and advocating that way, and she said she knew other families who had a child that needed some of the NDIS funding probably more than she did or her family did, but she managed to get yep, it because more. she knew how to... Mm-hmm. And she, mm-hmm. I mean, she obviously still needed it, but she said, this is the she disparity. She got more than other people. This is the disparity, yeah, because I know how to fill in a form and they don't. It is. And that's where if you invest that time in the beginning, you develop your care team that you trust, they should help you get through that journey. So that if your parents have different strengths, some of them are great at forms and information, some of them aren't. If you have a great care team with you from the beginning, they'll guide you to get the most out of that NDIS funding for your littley. If you go it alone, you have to be confident. Oh, my goodness. I'd so be asking for help. Oh, I would too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Susan, there's so much we can talk about, but we might have to wrap it up there. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, Siobhan. That was Susan Marden. She's a senior speech pathologist from One on One Children's Therapy. And to find more out about Susan and the work she does, just head to our website. That's kindling.com.au.